I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, you are in for a treat. It's Hugo White. Hugo White, formerly of the Maccabees, now of 86 TVs. Also, guitar noodler, producer of Jamie T. We talk about it all on today's episode and... And we also try and work out how long we've known each other, which is a generally always a bad thing because you just realise that, God, we're getting older. And, uh, and yeah, but I got to catch up with Hugo and it was lovely because one thing that we're both very passionate about is music. And so you get a very warm chat of two mates having a catch up and talking about great records. Um, if it's your first time listening, then uh, hello and welcome because you're very late to the party with... Um, We've been doing this podcast for years, and uh, and there's over 500 episodes. So once you get to the end of today's chat with Hugo, please go and explore that back catalogue because um, I, I guess you, you, if you're fans of the Maccabees, then a few years back I had um, I had Orlando on, so you can go and listen to my chat with Orlando. Um, and we also speak lots about the kind of you know the the, the music that was going on in and around. Um, the, the the formative years of, of, of the Maccabees and that and, and all of that kind of big explosion of guitar pop, go and check out the archives of uh, of this podcast because so many of them bands that, that were sort of happening around then, I've had loads of them on. So go and explore the back catalogue of this, this podcast when you finish listening to um, my chat with Hugo. And while you're over there, why not subscribe? Um, because it doesn't cost anything. Um, I'm also on all the socials. I'm on... Um, I'm not on TikTok yet because, well, I'm 50, so I've not really got much of a place over there. But you can uh, you can follow Off The Beaten Track on um, Instagram X, as it's now called, um, and Facebook. So uh, probably the most active, I would say, on, on Instagram. So go give us a follow over there. Um, and there's a Patreon, um, which enables you to support the podcast for less than a pound a month. It's a dollar a month, and that gives you access to... Um, we can watch all the episodes over there. I put up all the videos on the Patreon. So if you'd like to to watch this chat, then then head over to there and pay a dollar, and uh, and you can watch that. And then you can also watch an archive of 500 episodes, loads and loads of radio shows I've uploaded over there, loads of unreleased episodes. You can get it all for for a dollar, and uh, but that dollar goes into the pot to you know help keep the the podcast free. Um, I think that's me done with all the kind of pre-show waffle. We can get onto the good stuff now. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy today's episode of Off the Beaten Tracked with the delightful Hugo White. 
It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Hugo, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. Nice to, yeah. We, I feel like we have been trying to arrange this for about a year. <laughs> when, when I asked you if you uh, had, had got your songs ready, you was like, yeah, I sorted it a year ago. So that's how long this has <laughs> took. To, <laughs> Amazingly, they're still, they're still pretty much the same. When I looked at them again, I was like, yeah, no, that is... I still pick those. Oh, that's good. That's good. I changed a couple. Changed a couple oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> we've not we've not seen each other for for a, a long time. I guess to give this sort of conversation a little bit of context, we met probably ten years ago through a mutual friend that was uh, that was that is the actor Matthew Horn. Um, ten. Ten's generous. I reckon it's longer than it ten. Probably was, mate. I tell you, the first time I met you. You was look. You was you done a secret gig for the second album for the Maccabee second album. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three, three, three. So how long ago was that? Which is, uh, well, that's what's the second album? The third album was two thousand and twelve. So second album's yeah, two thousand. Oh God, I don't. I oh, don't okay. Know. So we're looking a good twelve years ago then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I remember that show. I remember it. And then obviously in that time, the Maccabees went on to achieve so much and then um, you've disbanded and then you've all gone and done other things and you're here now um, with your new your new band uh, with Felix uh, and Will. Um, and so we, we'll get into that. Um, but let's, let's start right at the very beginning and I want to know, I want to kick off your playlist with the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Okay. Well, I've chosen more... Um more of a, a recent this is a recent thing really because uh firstly i'm gonna go and see him tonight okay. so it's green Day, uh, a song called good riddance yeah uh, which is but i'm excited about seeing him because it's like it's i've never seen him i used to love him when i was a kid and then um and they had a plain electric ballroom which is going to be amazing wow yeah it's, that's a that's a good place to go and see green day for the Jeez. first time I did um, see they played a little pub as well last night. Apparently, last night, yeah, in um, Covent Garden, I think. They yeah, did. I'm in Covent Garden. Um, but uh, so, and uh, recently, I've been listening with my kid, who's five now, and we started listening to Green Day because he just seems to love like pop punk, like yeah. that's kind of connects with him, and um, uh, and Good Riddance. We were listening to that in the car and because it does this at the start of it, it's like an acoustic guitar and it's it's like a full start. I think there's two like full starts and then and then he starts playing and it's the acoustic song. And um, but in between, I'd never noticed it until I listened with him. But because we had it so loud in the car after the full start, the, after the second full start, you just hear him go, fuck, like that. <laughs> it like really so we were like so we've now in this loop of like listening to that song and just cranking the intro up just hearing him say fuck and he and watching my kid's face every time <laughs> and i like the idea that it's kind of like you're not allowed to swear but in music yeah you, you can away with it like it's all right if we listen to music you can sing the song so you can say it there <laughs> but um uh 
so yeah so that that is an in- I, I love that at the moment so i want to ask you about intros and the way that that people sort of get their music now and, and consume their music um if we look at when you know you start a bit of Maccabees, the way that people were listening to music was very different then people were still going out and playing cds and uh and and we've now seen the sort of explosion of Spotify into this kind of all-consuming beast, and and we're also seeing things like TikTok are, be, are becoming quite important for for artists to kind of get their music out there, and also artists like yeah. heritage artists to kind of have rejuvenated careers because one of their songs has gone a bit crazy on TikTok, which is which is quite surreal. Um, but both of those things, both TikTok and Spotify, it feels that the generations that are coming through. And I'm generalising here, Hugo. That the attention spans are quite again smaller, and there's lots of songs that seem to be starting with choruses. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm leaning more towards sort of more commercial pop music. Yeah, um, yeah. And and you know, get fine tuning that almost the science of creating a pop record. Um, I just wonder, you know, with with 86 TVs, does any of that stuff filter through into your creative process? It's interesting. I think with um, with the band with eighty six TVs, I think uh, we're still making music that we kind of based on our on yeah. It's not it's not coming based on that world, and we're kind of hoping that still leaning into that. There still is uh, people what people still want that you know. Yeah, but. Uh, so that so there isn't a thing to massively cut stuff down. Um, although, you know, even with singles and stuff, I think you know, ra- I think radio don't really play singles unless they're three minutes. You know, okay. and so like, and you can't. I mean, even our latest single, High Love, which is four and a half minutes, and and we had to do a edit. Um, we had the radio edits like. Three, just over three minutes, which is quite a lot of a song to take out. Do you feel you're like that's compromising? Um, I mean, I think it still works actually that one, um, but it's kind of not compromising because the song on on Spotify and stuff it exists, which is where most people, I guess, listening to it. Um, sometimes it would be, but with that song, I think we get away with it. Um, but you know and we did actually did a version we did a tv sunday brunch um yeah. like played live on that and we had to do it in two minutes 30. <laughs> so it's right. like, like four and a half minutes song in two minutes 30. i mean it it still worked somehow but um yeah. it yeah, sounded that, like you were playing it hard and fast though yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah played it really fast and um so I don't know. I'm not opposed to that. I think you have to, as a band, be flexible, especially in this sort of day and age with stuff like that. But in terms of writing music, I don't think we think about that. But I do think, I mean, even um, the Beatles, all, you, you listen to all those Beatles records and they, they all started with a chorus and they were yeah. quick songs. And they, yeah. um, so it's kind of not a new thing, I think. Um, uh but yeah how it plays into 
it's it's strange that stuff i mean because people are writing verses that just get picked up you know you just pick up a verse and on a um tiktok or whatever and it just yeah. becomes the huge thing and the rest of the song is kind of almost irrelevant to yeah. it because how successful that verse is it's crazy. i always found out that recently that um or well, not not even that recently but that sam fender song which is uh i've forgotten the name of it now 17 going under yeah yeah that one i always felt like that was it's like the second verse in it is amazing lyrically it's like i was that. far um, too scared to hit him but i'd hit him yeah. in a heartbeat now nah. yeah yeah it's and so that, weird it's so i heard weird. Verse so much because that was per and it and it was enough yeah so when you, when you heard it in that thing you're like it's just such a good verse and in this day and age it's like that verse can be can change your whole thing because it, because so many people are exposed to just that bit that's so crazy you say that right because i still dj at, at, at the pink toothbrush um and and we still are, are smashing out you know in, in a world where the indie club seems to be dying we're still we're still smashing it out and and when we play that sam fender track that line everyone sings it 10 times louder than the rest of the song yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so strange, isn't it? It's it's a yeah. great little lyric, and it and it nails it perfectly. But it is strange, isn't it, Harry? It's the first, ver you know, the first part of the second verse, not the first, you know, beginning yeah, of the song yeah. or the chorus. It's it's, but yeah, there's something magical about that, I think. And that probably is a bit of a of the like, you know, um, this day and age that maybe it's had more exposure than the rest of the yeah. song to a degree. Although I'm sure you know the whole song was great, but it's. Mm. Um, you know, maybe that's further ingrained. Yeah, um, absolutely. Great lyric. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that I recently, over the last few years anyway, this a track I produced for a guy called Matt Maltese. Um, it's called As The World Caves In. And it was, at the time, it was maybe five years ago now that we made the track. And that... Um, he was on a major label, released the track. Uh, it didn't really, I'd done a few things with him, but it didn't really take off. I think people, we thought it was, we'd made something unbelievable. And it was just like, you know, this was just the beginning of like such a huge. Oh, I thought it was great. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it is great. And, that, and, uh, um, but there was like, it didn't go, it didn't take off. Yeah. I think it made people panic in the label and they didn't feel like they, it wasn't sort of pop enough maybe, or it didn't have, it, it didn't connect as it could. And I think he was dropped from the label after that record. And then he, and he, he carried on making great music. Um, but the, something happened with TikTok and like a section of that or, or someone covered it and then and it just went mad viral like it's just and it had i think now it's on like 350 million plays on spotify wow. it's just like absolutely i mean it's kind of like i still check it against things that i'm like so like huge like, i think of the biggest songs that i know or of being yeah check the and go and go and check how many plays they've had and it's like 300 million is is a lot of plays for yeah, that that's ridiculous and that and that stemmed yeah stemmed from a a, a tiktok cover yeah. that, and it just 
it just kind of carried on and carried on um and fed back into his his thing you know and has put him in an amazing place as well yeah that's amazing yeah okay i'm gonna take you back first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you please uh oh so for this i've chose chosen uh blur the universal which was uh i had uh like a nanny at the time and she uh yeah she was looking after us after school or something and she brought us maybe it was for my birthday um but she brought me a tape of uh the universal and i just have that memory of like not i didn't at that age i didn't know who blur were i didn't really have the the context of that and just remember it feeling because it's all this the strings that start it and it's quite a sophisticated Mm. song and all in a in its own world and um i just remember listening to that and just being transported really and and that was um and not on and being like uh so intrigued by the world it lived in as music that it just kind of it, that thing of you know like having a tape and it having a whole world in it that you could kind of couldn't it's just, it was just some sort of magic really yeah and yeah and that um so that was that was the first time i remember seeing music as like this sort of piece of magic that you just couldn't work out i don't know um maybe you're kind of drawn to it maybe drawn to how that was possible or what that was if you had to sort of pinpoint the emotion what was it uh um that's really hard That's really hard. I don't know. I don't actually know what that emotion is. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. But, it's uh, it's wonderful, it's, isn't it? When you you, you it's just beautiful and beautiful and uplifting and um, yes, yeah, so it kind of came came from somewhere else. You know, that's what it felt like. Although, you know, essentially. It, wasn't from that far away yeah but and and that that kind of made i only sort of found out late but we made our the first maccabees record with stephen street who made who i found out made that record yeah and um and actually still and then 86 tvs we've been working with stephen again amazing so there's a sort of nice theme to that really that um that that's kind of yeah, that he he's been involved in a lot of music that I've made, and yeah, you you mentioned sort of you know the nanny got you that tape um, when you was very young. Where where was growing up? Where was where was home then? And and how musical was was home growing up? So we were in South London, um, and uh, musically, we I mean we grew up listening to you know Beatles tapes in the car and. Van Morrison and um so we we kind of always listened to a lot of great music I mean and that had lots of you know we, we would sing the whole 
Beatles records in in the back of the car, me and my brothers, and know all the words. Know as soon you know the first, know what the first note of the next track would be, yeah. type thing. Um, so so we listened to a lot of music. Um, my dad, not a musician, um, but loved music. Um, and my mum had previously played guitar. She had there was a guitar in the house that was hers. Yeah, um, I never saw her play. But um, so, and then my dad's side of the family um, in Isle of Wight, one of his brothers was a musician and he um, had made a record when we were about, I was probably about six years old or something. And he, he made uh, his first album and he, and gave us a CD of his album. And, you know, it was a picture of him on the front cover and it was like, and we kind of obsessed over his album for a long time, me and, and my brothers. And it kind of um, more recently thinking back on it, it we see it as like that kind of obsession with that record was almost like a, it made it seem possible to us. That's to, so important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause it was like, cause our uncle did it. He made an album, you yeah. know? Um, and I think, yeah, that those those little things that are like, um, yeah, those they just give you without you knowing it. They yeah, they make it feel like it's possible yeah. to do that and do that. It's not just something other people do. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about the song that reminds you of your time at school, please, Hugo. So that I've gone for. Uh, do you know the bouncing souls mm-hmm. uh a song called kate is great which is i i still love i still listen to it a lot and um it's i don't know a huge amount about the band um but it was you know my school life was really i still see it as it was like i had a life outside of school so i sort of had i had um a lot of friends I'd, through riding uh, BMX basically I'd kind of met riding a bike on the common and and kind of met and other kids riding bikes on the common and we'd kind of formed this like group of people that rode bikes that were all kind of um living out yeah you know we'd get home from school and get on our bikes and go and see who was on the common on the on the bike yeah. and and that kind of led into um that for years and years it was that was all i was interested in really bmxing and we you know we built a dirt jumps on the common and kind of lived our life on our bikes and um and watching bmx videos was was the thing and and this this song was in um in a bmx video i can't remember which video it was but it's it kind of feels feels like a soundtrack to a yeah. lot of that it's so strange the amount of hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. People that have come on this podcast over the years, Hugo, and from kind of my generation, Dan, to, to I guess your generation, uh, to, to I guess it sort of maybe stopped around the time of the sort of DVD exploding, but um, that will go. Oh, I, heard, I first heard that on a skate video or a BMX video, oh, yeah. and just having yeah. MVHSs were being passed around, and it was like, "Fuck, what's this song?" And like, yeah. and and yeah. so many people have referenced like them videos that are having that kind of wow. huge impact on them. Like, yeah, first time, yeah. first time I ever heard Sonic Youth was on a skate video, and I was like, yeah. "What is this?" And like, it's amazing. I love that you can still see the visuals as well mm. when. You- you hear the song it kind of comes yeah. along with what was happening um yeah that was i guess that was a way of discovering music as well because mm. it was one of the i guess they were almost kind of always they were always soundtracked weren't they yeah. with music um but that's that song as well we uh later on in the maccabees we start actually well early on in the maccabees we toured america supporting block party with the noisettes as well who now jamie morrison who's the drum who was the drummer in the noisettes is now in 86 tv um but uh we taught we were playing uh in new jersey which is like springsteen's hometown and we had it was unbelievable it was just amazing that that whole day i remember it but um after we went to a bowling alley and with everyone old block party and noisettes and it was like this really cool like old sort of 60s bowling alley and everything was just it was we were in america and we were 19 it was like um and the uh someone was like oh yeah bands play here you know uh, bouncing souls played here and we were talking to the uh like bar lady that um in the, in the bowling alley and she was like and i was going oh, i love like i love kate is great like kate is great and and she was like that's kate <laughs> over there and she, <laughs> it turns out kate is um the singer's mum wow and, uh, and she was like so i met kate <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool yeah yeah 
So I was made up. <laughs> when did you park up the BMX and pick up a guitar then? Uh, I was still playing. We started a band. I was 16. I was still kind of my main thing was BMX. And that that's what I do. And I kind of, I, at that time, I still sort of saw myself as that was what I was going to do, ride BMX. And um, I started playing in the band and I'd broken my arm a couple of times and it kind of got to the point where it was like with the band it felt like that actually that that stuff just wasn't they don't go together yeah, yeah. So, you know like um having a broken wrist is not um doesn't work if you want to be playing guitar yeah um and and then really the band just kept move you know it ha had such a momentum at that time and i think that just sort of overtook really yeah um but I, you know quite, quite happy with that but yeah i did and then yeah and i still i've still got bmx yeah we'll take it down to the the racetrack love it yeah did you enjoy school uh I sort of sometimes think I did. Um, I have good memories from it to a degree, but I sort of have also have bad memories. I mean, I because I when I was sixteen, yeah, when I was sixteen, so all, a lot of things happened at the same time, really. But um, my mum died when I was sixteen, so just before I was doing GCSEs, I think just before I had to do GCSEs. Um, and so it's all kind of, it's all a really strange time for me that, yeah. you know, especially looking back on it, like how much like dealing with all of that and how you sort of process that yeah. while going to school, you know, and, and having, you know, people being on your back about doing exams and, and, and I, I feel like I'm, you know, yeah, I felt I, the school I was at, I didn't feel that supported looking back on it as at, at the age I was. And um, so that, so there's a lot of stuff there actually where I did. And, and it probably leads into that thing of like having a life outside school and, I, and my friends outside of school would people that I could just um, be myself with and kind of escape. And I felt maybe felt a bit trapped in school. Yeah. that stuff um but and all of it and you know that, that was around the same time we started the band and um and it kind of the focus of i think that extreme focus in starting up because it's because you have to have that when you're starting a, a band and mm. um you know we we had such kind of drive and almost escapism as well because it was uh it was kind of it wasn't running away but it was creating a, a world that you could focus on and yeah. live in and 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 get moving you know and uh and I, I think the band uh did that you know okay tell me the first song you remember buying from a record shop please uh, <laughs> with this i've chosen i've actually chosen the first song that felix brought from the record shop okay 
<laughs> which is a eternal power of a woman. <laughs> and that was I, I distinctly remember him coming back with it um, on tape and being so pleased with his his choice that he have got power of a woman. Um, <laughs> so that was that's yeah that was the first my first memory of the record. And then not long after, he brought me. Uh, hey Macarena on CD. You're really frying Felix under the bus here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not once, but twice. I know. <laughs> I've still got Hey Macarena. I don't know why he chose that for me, but, but he did. So yeah. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I mean, as as you got older and your your, your taste developed. Um, how important was like the, the the record shop for you growing up? Was it somewhere that you'd go and sort of hang out, or was you kind of more sort of touched with that sort of Napster generation of and of, of sort of the first early sort of MP3s and downloads? Yeah, that was kind of just after. I think there was, um, I guess there was that. I still, to a degree, had that record shop experience. But there was, I remember there was a record shop near me called is records or something like that i don't i don't know if it it didn't i don't think it lasted that long but they did like um had loads of weird bootleg stuff and i used to buy like bob dylan bootlegs and stuff from there um but probably not that long after um yeah all the kind of like mp3 world started yeah. to begin but i did i did buy records um we would have been cds yeah for quite a while. Um, where, where are you at with it now? With buying records, mm. I don't buy many records, really. Mm. I buy records of people I know or, you know, kind of go out to support, but that's the... And I have a collection of vinyls that have been, you know, that I will occasionally add to if I find something special, but yeah. not really new... Um, don't buy new music like that yeah which is quite weird but that's just yeah that's just how you know listen to stuff on spotify yeah well, <laughs> i mean you should stress as well it's really fucking expensive buying records <laughs> it really is yeah it really is i like going into record shops but i but again yeah it's like it's an expensive mm. um hobby that buff which yeah you you It'd be nice to say, no, I still go and buy all my records, yeah. but I don't. Yeah, you're not alone, mate. You're not alone. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, I guess m most of the times that, that, that we've spent in each other's company has generally been in in clubs that, that, that me and Matt were doing where, where you and um, and Felix and and uh, had come and DJ. And then you also come and DJ for me and Pip um, at the book club yeah, as yeah. well. And so... Yeah. Um, it's fitting that we, 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 we moved to track five then. And I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that soundtracked your years clubbing, please, Hugo. I, do you know, I found this one really difficult because um, there are so many songs in that time. That I, and I, I think and, and the time I'm thinking of really is that like early, Kind of that indie world really when Maccabee probably around the time Maccabees had moved to Brighton and just before we got a record deal and we were kind of uh just 
playing shows all the time and everything seemed to be an indie club night and and it was just that was the world we were in and it was and and uh, and there were so many bands that were massively inspiring and it kind of kept switching between and then it feel, felt like every there were so many guitar bands at that yeah. time and and you know every month there'd be a new guitar band with this new song that was just undeniable and you, you know that became the song and then um and then there's the greats of that time what <laughs> with like um Interpol and the Strokes and that, that felt, and Kings of Leon that felt like they were the heavyweights, you yeah. know. And then, um, but I've chosen Future Heads. I'll go with Hounds of Love just because yeah. of the, what it had at that time. And I think they were one of the ones, one of the bands that um, definitely defined a time really strongly for us um and we loved the future heads and seeing them live and i just thought barry was such an amazing front man yeah and his voice every vocal he delivered is so good and and it kind of he had such an energy and like um yeah and and as a band they were just interesting and uh so yeah future and they had they had loads of great songs and we ended up playing with them a bunch and um they, yeah they all i mean and i love actually he he made a record um barry made a solo record a few years ago that's um but this so good i've not heard that it's like a piano um piano yeah it's just piano vocals really and it's wow. just it's really really powerful and i think and there's a there's uh, he did an article about it um where it kind of goes through like uh his struggles with uh i don't want to because i don't know i can't remember exactly but like kind of mental health things and um and the record really kind of like feels like it somehow puts all those things together and um it's just and and it has all the the kind of bites that he had back in that time with the yeah. early few heads but it's still there in a very different form and and i love that oh check that out i've not heard that yeah um what i tell you what if i if i have to think of as you know looking at this question you know i've been a club promoter for 30 years now Hugo and and there was a moment and I've got a photo of it as well I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before but Matt and I launched our night in Brighton and it was the night of the NME tour I think and you all come down to to DJ and I've got this photo yeah. and it's you and Felix DJing and me and Matt are standing there like watching I don't know who took the photo and in the middle of the dance floor, you can see the drums, right, uh, yeah. the, the the band, the drums, um, and Big Pink, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And maybe were Bombay Bicycle Club on that tour. They were, yeah. They and were. they're all, and you're playing Dirty Diner. <laughs> yeah, and they're all losing their shit to it and it's an amazing yeah. photograph i've got this really cool black and white photograph oh, of it somewhere oh, it's a cracker i'll dig I'd it out <laughs> yeah yeah i'd love to see that yeah i remember that yeah that was great 
Wonderful. Yeah, that was we probably did Brighton Dome. You done the dome that, that night, that's right. Yeah. They were great those tours. Yeah. Because there's so many people on there and Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it was wicked. That was a great night. I'm going to take you home for track six. A favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. So uh, for this, I'm going to choose Jamie T, a song called St. Christopher, Mm. which was uh, a B-side to Sticks and Stones EP, I think. And it's it's a really lo-fi song really that um which is which was always the thing that jamie did so well and the the early demos of his um that are just it's just i don't know why because because jamie's from south london as well and um that song yeah just still is something that i'm i just it's it's up there with one of my favorite songs and it's um I love songs that are kind of off the path of, um, you know, B-sides or so, just the, the odd song that's yeah. that's not the main, that's not the main one, you know, and um, it's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's like there's something about it. Um, yeah, and I actually got him to... I don't think he'd played it for a long time when I was working with him and I, I was like, play me some Christopher. And he's like, he didn't, he was like, I don't, I, I don't remember how to play that. And then the next day he came back in and he'd learned it for me and he just played me the whole song. Oh, just, wonderful. In, in like perfect form. And it's just, yeah. So how yeah. did, how did like your, your relationship with Jamie uh, come about? Because we've seen you sort of, share the stage you come on at Glastonbury with the Maccabees um and uh was it yeah that was maybe on the last record wasn't it that he come on yeah. that that year Mark yeah. Master Prove he come on and sang didn't he yeah, yeah. that's yeah, right yeah. and then obviously yeah. you've been playing um guitar with with, with with Jamie as well 
Um, so how did that kind of relationship come about and then you end up working on these records and stuff? So, uh, well, he we toured together early Maccabees days, so we supported him. I mean, all around that time, we'd go and see it because that was when he'd started out with... Um, he'd just play bass guitar and and just... and somehow had this every time he'd play you'd go and it'd just be like this kind of frenzy of people that knew all these songs that you hadn't that hadn't been released and um so we all from immediately knew that he was one of the most like he had something really unique within yeah. that world that we were in um and then when his first record came out actually he came we saw him that was the first time we met him we 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 were playing in brighton somewhere like can't remember the venue but it, we were we played a show and he there's the downstairs room was like a drum and bass night or something and he was emceeing <laughs> um, and uh and he came up after after we after we played um and came up to us to me and fee and and we had a chat and he's like oh, like he, he's like he loved the band and he's like that's like i want to start a band i want to get like a band together and all that and um and then and then when he made that first record that he invited us on tour with him so we did a, a uk tour at the kind of like height of excitement for him yeah. on that record and um and then we just sort of kept in touch really and um just yeah I, i've always just that the first and second jamie records were probably the biggest like influence or just records that really stuck with me in that time and um so i, I yeah i've always seen him as a bit of a hero of 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 uh that era um and he came, he started playing with us. He came. He played the last show, last Maccabee show. He did a and we did marks to prove it with us then. And actually at that show, so we were splitting up, and um, and he come. I remember at soundcheck. He he came came up to me and he was like, "I want to have a chat with you about production." I was like, <laughs> he sort of saw his thing. He's like, "Okay, so because he loved marks to prove it, which I produced the, yeah. the record." And he's like, "One average part about production," and then that that conversation just um, led in. I think he always, I think he, I reckon when um, Maccabee split up, he was like, "Right, that means you can come and do my." Record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and then so, so yeah, we did that, and and then really it's just the friendship, like playing with him. Um, you know, he he's just yeah, he basically was kind of like come it's kind of an open invitation every time i say come and play um so it's yeah so it's, i mean it's amazing to to do that and then he took us on tour 86 tvs last mm. year so we did we did our first tour um supporting him uh yeah which was a massive i mean it's so helpful for the band because we'd made this record that we hadn't played to anyone and we hadn't really done any gigs. I think we'd done one show. And when we got up, because they were big venues, you know, and and just being thrown in the deep end, I don't think anyone else would have offered a band that yeah. had no music out, no like a, a main support on a big tour like that. And actually just throwing ourselves 
into that i think we really quickly learned like uh how the band was gonna work live yeah. and really made us develop quickly because we were playing alexandra palace to like a, a full alexandra palace you know yeah. with no no songs that anyone knew and um and i think it made us really quickly kind of lock it all down and and figure out exactly what it was live and and make it work in that context and um so it's been a massive massive help that and starting this band can i ask you about confidence because in any time i've had any interaction with you you've been very calm always super kind and 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 and, and very come across very laid back how is it you know whether it be in the maccabees whether it's been you know you're saying walking out on ali pally uh supporting uh jamie t to you know these huge you know festival stages like do, are, you, are you a confident person when you walk on stage within the context of the band and music i think i am um but i wouldn't walk on i wouldn't be confident walking out and giving a speech yeah you know? yeah yeah that that stuff terrifies me you yeah. know speaking or um those things really like i'm not i'm not that sort of person you know but i think i've always with music i've found it a and especially with bands i've always been in bands and always kind of like formed a a group you know that um and i think it's always that thing of if it's something that you're like uh like if it's your world, you know, it's like if it's if you're talk if you're playing your music, it's it's kind of like it, it it's kind of like a force field for yeah. that stuff because you know you believe in it and yeah. it's and that's um that makes it possible. But the you know if you ask me to read out a paragraph of a book to yeah fifty people, I'd be terrified. <laughs> so, is there some comfort as well when you you stand on stage and certainly now and you're looking either side and there's like a, a wall of whites? Is that like is 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 that kind of nice to know that you got your brothers like you know either side of you? Obviously, you know, yeah, yeah, at Felix in the Maccabees, um, but having you know the the positioning of the band now, having all three of you up front of the stage looks fucking great. By the way, like, uh, does it does it feel good knowing like that this is you know this is the family doing this? It really does, yeah, yeah. I think it's an amazing. I'm still sort of yet to process that really because we work. We've been working on this for a long time, really, like developing it and um, even just finding the balance of making it work between us and um, playing to each other's strengths and dynamically dealing with it, um, with the balance of it all, and um, and and having our main thing of the focus of making music together and um and actually it's such a it's such a dream thing you know if that that would have been the the kind of it would have been it when we were 16 or whatever starting me to, to to do a band the three of us and and obviously jamie he's he's a big part of it um but us three brothers to be playing together and actually completely create this together um is 
like kind of beyond it's kind of hard to actually process how much that means i think yeah and Sorry. it's been amazing uh, like it's an amazing thing to be all these years on and kind of closer than ever with with my brothers you know well, yeah. well i mean let, let's talk about the name of the band as well because the first conversation i ever had with you I was telling you about how much I love the band I Am Clute and we was talking <laughs> about how we love that band. And, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, I, I knew that you were obviously working on something and then when I just see 86 TVs, I was like, fuck, man, what a name. What a I've name. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved, I love the name and I think it, we were in, we hadn't, we didn't have a name for a long time. Uh, we'd actually made the record that we'd made well we made a 20 track album without a name and it was still like in the back of everyone's mind like this is gonna come down you yeah. know come down to the wire here because we're gonna need a name because we can't do anything and and that name there'd been lots of names around but that had been in there early i think i put that one in there early i was like i've got i don't know why there was some sort of draw to it i just thought it was um I don't know 86 tvs are just it was it just looks cool as well it looks, it looks it's different it's like it stands out um and the best even better is that it has massive meaning to us because that again back to when we were 16 that was i'm clued with the band that we would go and see and yeah. and we would go and we'd stand at the front of the a gig like would stand in front of Johnny Bramwell for the whole gig. Like I remember him handing me the set list after the show and stuff, yeah. like because I was standing in front of him. And um and I think as as in terms of songwriting, um he his songs were the the ones that just would were the most powerful to us, you know. So there was some sort of magic involved in that. Yeah. Um his writing and uh so it's and and them as a band and uh so i think yeah there's some sort of synchronicity about that 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 they were the songs we really connected over um yeah. and uh, 86 tvs yeah kind of stay, stayed wonderful before i um ask you the last question i touched on confidence there and you you know you you've from the time you left school you've pursued a career in one of the hardest industries to to achieve success in and you've achieved success for many 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 years and continue to to do so are you are you driven hugo i mean if so what drives you i uh, yeah i i am yeah uh what drives me i don't know i feel like uh it's hard to say because it's what I've always done, creating stuff and making stuff and and um and although it doesn't always see result, it feels like it doesn't and I think that's how a lot of people would see it. The amount you the amount you have to put in before you start seeing any, especially if you're talking financially or whatever, like in how people generally work, you know. Um because even 
you know with the mac it's like it's hard to quantify what you put into it before it becomes something that's in any way stable yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's all your time it's all you're thinking it's every everything is about keeping pushing that thing and uh creating for that um and it doesn't always have the there's there is no guarantee that it, yeah. you can make it stable and uh, uh but i think i don't know what that is because it's not like i don't have a sort of um an inbuilt i don't feel like i can sort of rest on my extreme talent you know it's like i just graft you know yeah. like just keep just keep working at stuff and um uh so the drive and the drive to do it again with a band i mean which is kind of insane after maccabee stuff to go to start a band again especially in yeah. the climate of how difficult it is yeah. being a band and it looks if you sort of look at it on paper you know the idea of like I'm 37, you know, like starting a band from nothing um, is just like, it's kind of like, yeah, we've got a family now and all that stuff. Like it's yeah. not really, but there's just, I can't, maybe didn't see another, it's just natural. I don't know. It's just natural thing. I was actually going to ask you about, cause you, um, recently i've been getting into cold water swimming oh really you, uh, I, I remember seeing some videos of you yeah i've been doing that for years it's one of my favorite things yeah. to do yeah Nuts. you're a bit you're a bit young for a midlife crisis hugo what's I'm going saying. on mate <laughs> uh man it's like it's quite but that sort of stuff like because it's it feels it's ex, it feels extreme like at the moment the the and it's painful and the it's moment like, that's the key though you're in that moment nothing yeah. else matters at that point yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's yeah. all encompassing like that's yeah, the best yeah. part and that's maybe that's like it, there's a sort of addiction to it or like that ex extreme thing i don't know but those sort of things like that although in many like many different forms i've always been sort of uh, quite an addictive personality with stuff that's like, like even with BMX. I was going to say the parallel was there, you know, yeah. that, you know, that, that kind of adrenaline is there, isn't it? In BMX yeah, yeah. And, and obviously music and jumping in ice yeah. cold water. Less chance of breaking yeah. your arm in there though, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice and gentle. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, so I, maybe there's, there's something in that being drawn to those, those things. Okay. Yeah. last track and this is when you get to be uh, uh, a tastemaker um, or influencer as the kids call it and uh, I want to know um, a song that you think many may not know that you would like them to hear please um, so this is a song it's it's an odd song not many people I feel like not many people have heard it no one I really suggest it to has heard it but everyone always loves it when you play it and it's um, we uh, had a guitar tech or a good friend it always he's we've kind of got this thing where he'll always send me songs and they'll always be interesting and odd and different and um he this song is by a guy called jackie leven who's um 
a Scottish guy. I, he's not alive anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, the song's called "The Sexual Loneliness of Jesus Christ," and uh, it's um, it's just like he one of the thing the most the thing that immediately happens when you listen to that is he wobbles his voice so he sings with like a a really like extreme wobble to his voice but it, that you don't you know you, you very rarely hear that yeah. um, but it's it is like addictively amazing that and it's um it's a good song you should listen to it i will well, well people yeah. can go and explore it because um i put together a little spotify playlist to accompany the podcast with all of your oh, song great. choices yeah. and uh and obviously we'll put some of uh of your work um that um that you've done over the years and obviously we'll put uh the two uh tracks that are available um for a6 tv so second uh single i love that now yeah what's coming next what's happening uh, so I, I don't know what there um, is that I, there's no dates announced of stuff, but there is there's more music coming start of next year. There's a tour in March, um, the UK tour, and then there's an album coming next year. Let's say fantastic. <laughs> in trouble, <laughs> but, but, but the record's made. We're still in, we're in the studio at the moment and. Um, actually right there's like we have this sort of on never-ending stream of songs that we need to work through that um so we're continuing with that and uh because i think that's the thing when because we all write songs where they begin individually and having free people writing songs it's just like it only takes you know you write three songs and suddenly you've got nine songs to get through yeah. as a band and it's um so so our main problem at the moment is like limiting how many songs that wow we, we have i mean that's because, a good problem to have isn't it yeah 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 it should i mean hopefully that will serve us well doing an album too but we got to i mean we got 20 um we'll have 23 songs going into this album which isn't only going to be probably 12 songs like every other album yeah uh, but yeah so it's, it's yeah it's, it's a lot of music oh fantastic and if people want to keep up to speed with um tour dates and and album releases and and, and, and such where's the best place to, to keep up to speed with the band uh well i imagine that instagram website whatever, whatever the kids do i mean our tiktok's probably not looking great but <laughs> which we are trying We're yeah trying. yeah uh, yeah that and um yeah and then my my personal one for production stuff and whatever yeah. okay well if it's cool with you um we, we, we'll tag the band in all the, the the socials when this comes out so if people aren't following you they can go and do so yeah, uh, yeah. from there hugo it's always an absolute joy catching up and yeah, talking to you mate and I wish you all the success with the band. Um, it, it's it's just great to hear music from from you again, and it's and it's sounding fucking awesome at the moment. And I can't wait to hear the record. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Thanks. I look, yeah, it's great. I love chatting to you. I'm gonna press stop. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> there you go. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. It's so nice to have a little catch up. Um, 
if you enjoyed uh, that episode, which if you didn't, then you're listening to the wrong the wrong podcast because that was an absolutely beautiful chat. Um, and why not go and explore the back catalogue because um, we spoke about <coughs> obviously Block Party on there. Um, you can go and listen. I think it was the second ever episode of this podcast. You know, four hundred and ninety however many episodes ago, um, had Russ from Block Party on. That uh, was a wonderful chat. Um, also had former um, uh, Maccabees front person, uh, Orlando. Um, we've had Orlando on Off the Beaten Track, so go check that out. Um, and yeah, all, all of that kind of era of bands that we was talking about, um, you know, that sort of big explosion of of, uh, of indie guitar pop, um, so many of them have been guests um, over the years on this podcast. So, so go check out uh, the archives. Um, and if it was your first time listening, hello. Uh, you was very late to the party. Um, we're, like I said, we're over 500 episodes in, so you've got a load of catching up to do. So go and, go and get stuck in. Why not head over to Spotify and check out the playlist um, that I've put together featuring all of Hugo's choices and obviously uh, much of the work that Hugo's put out throughout his career. Um, other than that, oh, I could tell you about the website. That's your one-stop shop for everything. So if you need to find out you know, where you can buy merch, where you can find out about a Patreon, where you can find out all the different platforms that we host this on, just go to Off The Beat And Track. That's Off The Beat And, not beaten. Off The Beat And Track Podcast.com. Thanks again to Hugo for giving up his time. Thanks again to you lot for listening and supporting this podcast. I'll be back next time. In the meantime, be nice to one another. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.